0: Hello and welcome to the Sports Comedy Show. My name is Paul Solano. I am the creator and host of the show. This is Talk Radio. Today is Wednesday, December 2nd, or what we used to call Hump Day. Remember, Wednesday was Hump Day. At any rate, it's not Tuesday, so we don't have to do two shows for Tuesday. It is Hump Day. It is Wednesday. Um... Today's theme is going to be Wednesday Night Football. That's right. It's not Monday Night Football. It's Wednesday Night Football. NFL is going to have the game on Wednesday night. It's not even going to be on in the night. It's going to be this afternoon. So should we call it Wednesday Afternoon Football? Um, kind of a funny story there. And we're talking about the Ravens and the Steelers. we supposed to play last Thursday on Thanksgiving. And then got bumped around like a pinball. But now they're going to play it on Wednesday, and hopefully they'll get it off the ground. The real stories—they've had to deal with the severe COVID issues. Um, Raven has just been decimated. The team's got 15 or 16 players on the list. So we're going to look at that in a few minutes. But uh, first, it is talk radio with Paul on the sports comedy show. Face the face. Sometimes we gotta face the music, people, and that's what the NFL's doing. They're facing the music because things have gotten a little tough for them. They're doing their best to keep the schedule going. The game must go on, from the standpoint, even though the COVID is uh, taking its toll on the NFL and, well, on the country on a bigger note. But we're gonna stay focused on sports here. And um, today's theme, like I said, is Wednesday night football. We'll get into that in a minute. And We'll get into the sports recap. We're going to review Monday night's football game, and i got another topic here to kind of touch on. Um, First, before we get into all that fun stuff, the website, got a couple new pages up. If you haven't been there, do a little surfing. Check it out. Got the Buffalo Bills, or known as Bills Mafia page. And then what about our Raiders, our Las Vegas Raiders here? I got a Raider Nation page up. And then there's also funny football briefs. That is the actual homepage. Um, At some point, I should probably change that and and put some news, a news page. But for now, you got three football pages. Check it out, sportscomedyshow.net. Remember, you can do it right from your phone. So how many times do we sit there playing with our phones? Because that's probably better than doing anything else nowadays. At any rate, let's get started. Talk radio. Um, we're going to do a little sports recap. We've got a Monday night football game that we're going to look at here in a minute. And then, um, but first there is a story here. I'm going to touch on the name Sarah Fuller. Does that ring a bell? Probably doesn't. Sarah Fuller has made history. Turns out on the weekend, there was a college football game that, um, that, that needed a little help. And Sarah Fuller was the one to come to, to the aid here. So Sarah was a soccer goalie for the women's team at Vander, Vanderbilt. But it turns out that Vanderbilt um, men's football team, college football team, well, they had a shortage of players due to COVID, so they needed somebody to kick the ball. So they went to Sarah. And said, Sarah, come on over, you're going to play with the big boys. You're now going to be playing in collegiate football, Division One, and this is going to break the barrier. And that she did. So Sarah Fuller was the first lady to walk out on the field, and uh, her job was to just do kickoffs. She was not the field goal kicker, although they did show her learning or practicing field goal kickers, and she made one from the one-yard line. So, I mean, that's very impressive. <laughs> So they say, Um, but her job was kickoffs, but it was one small kick, and I do mean small, one small kick and one big leap for women in the world of sports. Congratulations, Sarah Fuller. Now, for most of us, when we saw it, um, it left me scratching my head. They brought in this person to do what? Because that kick kind of looked like a dribble. Um, I I thought it was an on-sides kick. I said, maybe she's a specialist on-sides kick. But it wasn't until after I caught the whole backstory. And for those that don't know it, they needed a player. They needed a kicker. It's not like she's been prepping her whole life for for this. She was a soccer, she's on the soccer team and a goalie. But they needed somebody in a pinch. So they called her. She came over and she did her best. And uh, that dribble of a kick was a big kick for women in sport. So we're going to keep the the story positive and somewhat comical because this is sports comedy. Sarah Fuller. Kicks her way into the history books. I think the ball with the the rolling and the dribbling might have gone 15 to 20 yards at best. Uh, But she did it, and um, she's now on the men's team. So hopefully we can see a little improvement in her game. But uh, look for her to come through uh, and possibly be back out on the field this weekend. Congratulations, Sarah Fuller. It's a big move for women, and um, uh, it could make a change in the way things are done in the future. All right. Let's take a look at some sports recap. We had a game Monday night. Yes, it was Monday night football. Um, although today we're dealing with Wednesday afternoon football. Monday night football. Seattle at... I'm sorry. Philly at Seattle. No. Seattle at Philly. Let me get my my uh, destination set here. A game where Seattle was supposed to roll. And for the most part, they did. They win this one 23-17. Um, interesting finale or, or interesting ending because... Philadelphia does make the Hail Mary, and and then the two-point conversion, and at that point it was clear the game was pretty much over. But um, for those that had action on the game, that's where it all came down to because the spread was now in, uh, in jeopardy. So that's that was the big story there. Russell Wilson did what he normally does. He uh, 230 yards, got a TD out of all this. Carson Wentz does what he usually does, and that is throw an interception and get sacked six times. Don't know what to say about Carson Wentz. Philly didn't play a bad game because they were at home, and it was their defense, and and they stuffed Russell Wilson uh, two times on fourth and short early in the game in the first quarter. So it took Seattle a while to get going. So Philly's defense did their job early at least or came up big. And to be honest, only giving up 23 points against Seattle, that's not a bad defensive outlook. The story here is is Philadelphia's offense, and the story is Carson Wentz, and they keep talking about him and talking about him. And I've heard every possible angle they can. Is it is he mentally? Is it the coach? They're not coaching him hard enough. Is it he just doesn't he doesn't have the ability to do what he did? You know, I hear all the different angles, and let's just call it what it is. It's just not a good fit. And I don't know if it's because he's physically not able to do it or because he's mentally, there's a block or he just doesn't fit into the game plan. But I'm gonna keep it as simple as this. It's not working. And when something doesn't work, you need to make a change. And seeing how Philadelphia is still in a divisional race, they're only one game out of first place. They're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place because they've got no backup. And it's not like, all right, let's take them out and put in somebody else. Well, they've got nobody else, this is the problem. They've got Jalen Hurts, this is where the story gets interesting, who is supposed to be an incredible quarterback, who's done some big things in college, but I don't really understand why they're not breeding him to be the replacement. And um, that's the part I just don't get. Jalen Hurts should get more of an opportunity. Um, he only got, I think, six snaps here in this last game, and they really yet to go to him. And I I don't know why, because it's clear that Carson Wentz is not the quarterback, is not going to do what it takes to get this team across the finish line and into the playoffs. Um, You know, I I looked at Jalen Hurts. He didn't throw the ball, he just snapped the ball six times, and by that time, it was probably the end of the game. I think they need to at least give him a chance, or if not, send him to a team that's going to at least give him a chance, because I think there's a lot of potential. From Jalen Hurts, he had the big numbers in college, but not to be this year in Philadelphia. They're in a bind, they're in a funk, but yet they're still fighting for first place. How comical is that? Good win for Seattle. They are now in first place because the Rams faltered in um, their division this week. So the Seattle 8-3, back on their winning waves. The game was uh, their game, but as far as the line goes, it, it ended up falling on the line, depending on when you got it. So um, there were winners and losers on both sides of this one in, in that round, in the betting round. But um, as far as just enjoying a good football game, Seattle did what they need to do. To do. They move on. Philadelphia, their fans are going to keep scratching their head and going, um, Carson Wentz, what's the problem? Let's keep it simple. It's not working. You can analyze it all day long but if it's not working you need to make a change that's my thought on monday night football that's your sports recap now we have wednesday night football yes wednesday night football now this is going to be interesting because this is a game that's been bounced around like a pinball game and that's because COVID is is really taking its toll here on Baltimore, the Ravens, um, unfortunately, Lamar Jackson will not be playing, so they've got to go to the backup. The backup, in this case, is somebody we know as RG3. Do you remember RG3, Robert Griffin III? You know, I want to talk about him for a minute, because he did something in his time that has really paved the way for the future. Now, his time goes back, all of a sudden, it, it... it goes back eight years. How quick time goes! And so, for a lot of people, they don't go, they don't think that far back. And what happened eight years ago when he was a rookie? He changed the way we play football. Yes, it was Robert Griffin III that made the quarterback run. It was Robert Griffin III that came out of that, out of the pocket, and said, "I'm more than a quarterback. I can do things, make things happen." I can run, and that he did, and it paved the way for what's going on now, it opened the door for a lot of these young slingers, like his person who he's starting for today, for Lamar Jackson, uh, some of the other bigger names, even like Patrick Mahomes, they all watched him when they were growing up, and they wanted to be RG3, because he knew how to run, and when he did that, he literally was a pioneer and changed the game of football. Now here's the bummer to this story. He doesn't get the recognition, the glory. He, he was the one who opened the door and paved the way. But two years into a stint there in Washington, he went down with a terrible injury, put him on the sideline for a year, and he was no longer able to run. wasn't able to run anymore. And so what happened was after two years, he had to sit on the sideline um, for a year and a half, and that was really his career. But for those first two years, 2012, 2013, you know, the first year he took the Redskins to the playoffs, um, they lost their playoff game, but that, that Redskins team at that time wasn't that great. He made it that great. And again, he really opened the door. He changed the way people think about the quarterback. And as I said a few moments ago, he didn't get the recognition because he didn't get to the Super Bowl or win a Super Bowl. And after two years he went down with the leg injury and people forgot about him real quick. But it was what he did was literally pioneer the, the position, change the game. Then when he comes back, it didn't work. He wasn't able he didn't have that mobility. Um, that he had and now he's been a backup quarterback he's he's been baltimore's backup for two or three years and really hasn't played at all before lamar jackson he was backing up Flacco, and nothing going on there but tonight it's wednesday night football which means expect the unexpected and expect rg3 the third who didn't get that fame and recognition for pioneering the position to get out there and play but at least paul from the sports comedy show gave him a little a little boost and uh and a little recap and a little um uh, review of what was was to be what is to be he made what is to be because he was was to be yeah i'm confused with that too let's just move on um so we got baltimore going to pittsburgh um Uphill battle for Baltimore in this one. It's going to be RG3. Now that uh, now that we're, you know, now in 2020, we won't be talking about 2012 anymore or his history. I have not been able to find any previews on how is he actually playing now. I have no idea if he can even run the ball and if it's the same RG3 from then. Yes, it's eight years later. Yes, he's older. I'm sure he's slower, but I don't know the mentality in his mind, or his mindset. And um, I, I sadly, I just don't have inside information. I, I kinda, I, I've kind of, I've skimmed through the internet and tried to find any pickups on it, and maybe I didn't look hard enough. Um, but even in the Baltimore, you know, the Baltimore camp, they just haven't talked up RG3. So that tells me that there's no story there to be told. Um, So what I'm getting at here is I don't know how he performs tonight. I don't know if he's able to come out of that pocket and run like Lamar Jackson does, like he was, like RG3 did eight years ago. That's a tongue twister, RG3, eight years. Anyway, I don't know what to expect from him, um, but we know what to expect in the game. They're just going up against a better Steeler team. Now, on the other side of the ball, it turns out um, their running game is going to be a little hampered. Um, Connors is on the COVID list for the Steelers. And um, their, their game. Their, some of the Steelers are on the COVID list, too. Although Ben is healthy, and he has a big squad of um, players. So even without Connors or their other running back, I think both running backs are out. I, I don't think it's going to hamper them. I think Pittsburgh takes this one. Um, Big spread, 10 points They're expecting a low scoring game In this one So that's a generous offering When you a low scoring game Uh, I would like to think Or hope Baltimore can keep this a close game I'm going to be rooting for RG3 It's Wednesday night football You just don't know what to expect So uh, uh, It's certainly going to be fun to watch And it's not even Wednesday night Here's another side story on this kicker you would think if they would play it at night, so you know after work we can all go home and watch some football. Oh, but no, because they're going to be lighting the uh, Christmas light there in Rockefeller Square. So we're not going to preempt our broadcast. We're not going to to we're not going to compete with them. We're going to have to play this game in the daytime. Really, that's the story. Couldn't you come up with a better excuse? Like you know, there was a confliction at the stadium. Maybe you had something else going. No, they were honest. They said. Oh, we're not going to compete with the lighting of the Christmas light on at Rockefeller Square. Okay, so now we know where the NFL stands um, in the bigger picture, trying to deal with this uh, this whole, this year and everything that's going come, come along with it. So it's going to be a Wednesday afternoon game, which isn't that far away. Uh, a couple hours away, we're going to have some football. So for those at work, get your little phones on or your, your little pad or however you're able to Discreetly watching it work. So, you know, kids you're working, you can't be watching football at work. Uh, unless you're in the sports business, then, wow, that's all fun and games. So, uh, all depends on what side of the fence you sit there. There will be some afternoon football this afternoon. Baltimore at Pittsburgh. I, I think Baltimore makes it a closer game, getting back on track here. To what I'm saying. As good as the Steelers are, and um, the Steelers look to-, to win this. Yes, they're 10-0 at home. Yes, they're... They're going to win the division. Um, Baltimore. This is why I think it's going to be a closer game. Baltimore is is going to need this game if they're going to stay in the playoff race, which I'm sure that's you know they know that and, and that's where they're at with this because right now Baltimore is is on the cut. They are on the outside. The three teams that would go to the playoff game right now would be Cleveland, Miami, and Indy. So if Baltimore loses this, then they drop they, they drop down two back of that final spot, that's going to make it hard for them. And so I just look for them to give everything they've got. Um, I look for, they understand the importance of this. Might not be so important for Pittsburgh, other than the fact that they're 10-0 and and they certainly don't want to lose. And it is a division game, so that they certainly want to roll. And Big Ben, as healthy as he is, he's going to be able to roll. So you've got that going. Um, the question is going to be for RG3, is he going to be able to find Mark Andrews You know, and, and make some, some throws to him? And as I mentioned earlier, is he going to run the ball? And the bummer is their backfield is out. Um, Mark Ingram's out. Um, J.K. Dobbins is out. So this is, it, I think it forces him to have to run the ball. This is just going to be an exciting game because I don't know what to expect. And normally I would like to give you more of a preview where I'm focused on one team. This is why they're going to win. I I can't do that in this game, i got to be honest, because we don't know what to expect out of RG3. So, going to root for RG3. Um, Games in Pittsburgh, and again, Big Ben, he's got a ton of offense there. So, probably going to go Pittsburgh. I look for Pittsburgh, probably going to win this. But I'm going to hope Baltimore makes this a close one. I want to see some fun and excitement on Wednesday Night Football, and uh, I'm going to leave it at that with that one. I thought it was a good little uh, preview or review there of RG3 for a lot of these young people out there listening to the show. Yes, he was the one that really opened the door to the way you see the quarterback play the game now. Okay, guys, this has been your Wednesday edition of the Sports Comedy Show. Once again, special shout-out to that Sarah Fuller, um, let's hope she can kick the ball this week for more than 20 yards down the field. But she's a lady in sports, and they broke the barrier. Good for her. Good for women. All those women out there listening to this show, hopefully at least it's a couple, get out there and cheer, cheer her on. And uh, it, it's a big break for, for, for you guys, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy for it. I'm glad to see it, and I'd like to see everything else happen good. All right, guys. As I mentioned, if you get a chance, hit the website, sportscomedyshow.net. Check out all the new funny football stuff i got out there. And that's it. I'll uh, catch you on Friday. We'll uh, take a look at the uh, weekend's action. And um, my name is Paul Salerno. This is the Sports Comedy Show. I want to thank you for tuning in and have a good day.